welcome everyone to the Consistently OK podcast. My name is Luke and I'm here as always with Nick. Buongiorno. Presenting you with a podcast centred around pop culture that we do our very best to make Consistently OK for you. Each month we give you one episode where we talk about all things pop culture related and break down our thoughts some more on it. Our second monthly episode will be our in-depth series and this season we're focusing on Batman. From films to animation, we will take you on a journey through the highs and lows, ins and outs of the representation of Batman through the years. This week's sponsor comes from Bingetown TV. Here they are to tell us more about their podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. All right, so we're doing another in-depth episode this week, and we're finally on the well, the best Batman film ever. I'm going to say it now, uh, The Dark Knight. And we're joined by our Estes buddy, Mr. Harry Hughes. Welcome, Harry. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I would say you're my bestest buddies, but that would be a lie. Yeah. So wow. good to be back. <laughs> you know, you're, my, you're, my be- you're my better than bestest buddies. Ah, thanks. I was going to say, it's a podcast and so no one can see my tears, but it's, uh, <laughs> we're, it's good, good recovery. We're, <laughs> we're your best enemies. Ah, so um, sweet. Benemies. Benemies. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to assume, as we're going to talk about The Dark Knight, that all three of us have recently rewatched The Dark Knight. I have. Did you do your homework, Harry? I did. <clears throat> Sorry, that sounded very convincing. I was gulping down a beverage, but I did. <laughs> Excellent. So, I mean, should we just we'll just do what our, I think this is probably like, if we have merchandise made, let's dive right in, would be one of the uh, quotations mm-hmm. on the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Let's dive right in. Let's dive, yeah. Um, so should I just do a breakdown quickly of like uh, the film, like I normally do? Let's, uh, yes. let's do. So, The Dark Knight, directed by Christopher Nolan. It's the second of his Dark Knight trilogy. It came out in 2008. It did. Mm-hmm. I was just that a young lad feel old. drinking himself silly. Same um, year as Iron Man, right? Yes, it is, yeah. I remember when it came out, I was in Ibiza, I think, and I was trying to talk to all my friends I was at Ibiza with about why they need to go and see The Dark Knight. Because of Batman <laughs> Begins and Heath Ledger being the Joker. Did and you we watch all did go? Pizza? No, we saw it the night, the day after we got back. So we we're all quite. Okay. We weren't. We weren't. Uh, we weren't our best selves after a week of heavy drinking. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we watched it, and they all loved it because it's awesome for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. So it came in two thousand eight, and it had a budget of one hundred eighty-five million, which I actually thought was quite low when I read it earlier, but it did do. One billion dollars yep. at the box good. office. It's pretty Very good. good. And we will have talk, of course talk about the score, which is by Hans Zimmer, which is um yes, awesome. Good. Just awesome. 
Um, and it's uh, obviously we'll talk about the cast as well. Obviously, obviously, Christian Bale's back, Michael Caine's back, Gary Oldman's back, and we're joined by Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, and Maggie Ginnell, who replaced Katie Holmes, who actually I thought was um, was just not cast again because of issues. But I actually found out today that it was a completely different reason. I, yeah, actually, I thought, does, I'm throwing a rumor into the world here, but I'm pretty sure I've read a rumor that she was asked that like Tom Cruise's people asked her not to do it. Well, I just read that she decided, well, I mean, all of this could be linked, but she chose to do a film with Queen Latifah instead called Mad Money, maybe. And you okay. just got to think, so I looked at, so then of course I Googled that film and I was like, I wonder if that did anywhere near as good as The Dark Knight did at the box office. It did not. Ah. Oh. Critically panned Gosh. and then not, not much money. But hey, you missed out on The Dark Knight. But still, anyway, is what it is. So you're lost, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Um, I like Maggie Gyllenhaal. So. I like Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal too. I just, yeah. I like I like consistency though, you know? I like, yeah, uh, I agree. I don't like it when they change actors. I, you could change it to a better actor. If, yeah. if it was the case, it would still annoy me that it, the continuity is gone. Don Cheadle. So, yeah. mm, so I'm, I'm there. I like Maggie Gyllenhaal, but it does slightly grieve me that they've had to change, like to, to recast someone. Yeah, but it doesn't. Minor niggle. It is a minor niggle because, again, when you're watching it, you forget about it really. But the fact that she, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they come across, they just are completely different actresses. Obviously, that's an obvious, but they just, sure. it, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays a different way to the way Katie Holmes was playing it. Katie Holmes seemed a lot more, I don't know, serious, maybe a bit gritty. I don't know. And she, she didn't, Maggie Jill didn't feel like, but she does a great job in it still. Mm. Um, so the dark Knight. anybody want to kick us off with their, their thoughts on the film? I guess we're just going to, we normally say we're going to start from beginning to end, but likelihood between us three, we'll start at the end, then go somewhere back to the beginning and then go through the middle. But yeah, I mm-hmm. can, I, I can kick this off. So, um, so how many God if you say you don't like it, Nick? <laughs> um, it was the first ever film I saw in IMAX. Nice. Um, yeah, I there was a massive IMAX in Birmingham, and uh, my brother and I wanted to see The Dark Knight on like the biggest screen possible, and because we kept reading about the fact that they had shot specific scenes in IMAX, we were like, let's try and find an IMAX. And I remember us looking like. Other places, and then we just landed at the one in Birmingham. And the Birmingham IMAX was like, um, it, it's like the proper four by three IMAX, so it wasn't yeah. like a widescreen, it was like boxed in, it was enormous. Um, and the seating was like raised a little bit above the screen, so the screen sort of went all the way down, and you sort of like almost looked down at it. And so, the opening shot where it's going out across the, the city you sort of felt like you were flying because like the screen just fully immersed you in the shot. It was mm. crazy. Um, and it was just so cool, like that whole opening segment right up until I think he drives the bus out of the, the bank. That's all done in IMAX. And so it yeah. was just like the most intense opening. And to somebody who hadn't done IMAX before, I was just like, oh my God. Um, so yeah, so love the Especially opening. with the score as well. It must have felt... Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was huge. And it was packed. Like it was an absolute packed cinema. Like, um, yeah, proper like elbows to elbows. But it was just awesome. Um, and I still love it. Like Nolan loves that. loud as well, doesn't he? So yeah, loud. Yeah, probably would be on nuts the, to watch yeah, IMAX. Yeah, probably on the quieter end of his films, though. I think the, probably, the loud yeah. peaked 
with Interstellar. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but it's still noisy. Yeah, definitely. A tennis, tennis is pretty loud that, as well, um, isn't it? Yeah. It's the it's the the like little Joker theme where it's that weird like whine that just mm-hmm. gets louder and louder. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever he fucking whenever anything happens, it seems yeah. with the Joker, it just has that like slowly, like the pitch just increases and gets louder and louder, like in the the bank scene and stuff. Oh my god, that in IMAX would it would be nuts. awful. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> well, would be great, but. Let's talk about the opening ceiling because for me that's one of the standout. I don't know. It's one of the best openings in a superhero film. Maybe uh, that I mean I enjoy it for many other films. I think it's fantastic as well. But it, it really stands out to me. I love, I love the opening shot of uh, Joker from behind, mm-hmm. like when he's just holding his mask. And I love every beat to that opening. But I love the fact that the the criminals are all they all think they're one up on each other. Yep. Um, and then it ends the way it ends with obviously Joker having the last laugh of, in that scene. And I just think it's a, I think it's such a good way to introduce that character because it is just chaos. And you, you establish very early on that he is just, you know, he is, that is who he is. He's just a bit chaotic. And um, I think the only thing that I don't like about it is the the timing of the buses. That's the only bit that always stands out to me, that there's a uh, very, yeah, just, very convenient. And like yeah. everyone just keeps going about their days even though a bus is pulling out of a bank but anyway it's a minor niggle as well but what do you two think of of that opening did, did you enjoy also the fact that in the background of the first shot with the joker there's a spider-man 2 poster is it spider-man 3 yeah yeah in the backdrop so like when he's stood be, with the bag it'd be spider-man 3 i don't know which one it is spider-man 3 then because if that came out no wait yeah there's a, the, yeah. the shot where he stood by the on the corner with the bag there's a building in the background with a Spider-Man poster on it. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. God, that can't be Spider-Man. Is that Spider-Man? I'm telling you. Yeah, maybe. Spider-Man 3 was like 07, right? Wouldn't it have been, the amazing, wouldn't the, it have been the amazing Spider-Man, though? That was 2012. It's a, it's a Tobey Maguire poster. Rises. Oh, yeah. I think that when, so they, I was, when they were yeah. filming it, Sorry. bear in mind, it's it when they were filming it, not when it was released. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. whatever Spider-Man, Spider-Man it was, yeah, there's a poster in the background. That classic yes. film. Didn't notice. Mm. I think I'm too. My focus is too much on Joker, Joker but I've never noticed. I, I only saw it in like a in a in, in like a picture on okay. the internet, and then I've wa- I now notice it every time I watch it. I'm like, yeah, there he is. Was, was Toby Toby in the scene as well? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, next, if you if you Joker. watch really closely as he gets in the car, yeah. he's like three guys. That's it. Out the side of the window, you can see him come out the doors of that club, gyrating, like gyrating <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> just off to the side it's real what quick no blinking you miss it's just it. Sam yeah just Sam Raimi filming on the side <laughs> yeah they're all there <laughs> it's it's a real I, I do I love the opening I, I love it every single time I just think that mm-hmm. when he when you first see his face as well and it's just obviously there's the, the different versions of Joker but I think it was such a unique mm. version of Joker like because it wasn't mm-hmm. so it was the paint on his face wasn't so clean and or mm-hmm. like if it's uh you know, if it's scarring or whatever, then it just looked, I don't know, it just looked so good. I mean, he wasn't mm. like acid backed, was he? He was just. Yeah, it's just the old war paint. The, the thing I did, did anyone else think with that opening scene as well? Like all the clown goons, I feel like I recognize all of the actors' voices, but I've never once checked to see who they all are. But like all of the voices sound like an actor I've heard before. Like the one at the end who's like, where's the rest of the guys? I do recognise who that is because he's in Small Soldiers. So, you know, don't know, have you guys seen Small Soldiers? I have. 
cracking film. Okay. You know the guy, yeah, it's fucking great. It's like fine yeah, wine. So, it gets yeah. better every time I watch it. But you know the the guy with the truck who shows up to deliver all the toys at the beginning. <clears throat> Sorry, frogging my throat. Uh, the guy who gets off the back of the truck, he's like, look, I'll just give you a bunch of them to have in the store. That guy is the clown who who gets off the bus like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Oh. And then he's like, where are the rest of the guys? And he just gets shot up. That's nice. that guy from Small Soldiers. And all the other voices from the other clowns are like, I know who that is. I just, I don't know why I've seen or heard of him. But yeah, I need to, I need to move it basically. Yeah. yeah, they'll be on there. But all of them have a voice. I'm like, I've seen you in something before. And I'm not sure if it's, if it is the case, or I've just now seen it so many times, I'm really familiar like, with the voices. Yeah, signing it, yeah. But that last one is definitely the guy from Small Soldiers. Hundred no, percent. Tangent, but <laughs> have that as you <laughs> will. <laughs> full of trivia already. Yeah. yeah, this is this is what this will be for me, really. To be honest, it's not like it's a new release that I can just go. Oh, this was fun. This was new. I will just have. I'll just I'll just have trivia tidbits as we go along because there's probably a bunch. <laughs> It's like when we had um we had Neil on for Batman Returns from uh, Gay Comic Con. He had so much knowledge of like uh, some trivia bits from that. It was great. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, Neil back maybe Dark Knight Rises, and I'm curious to know what trivia he's going to throw at us then. Maybe instead yeah. of like special guests on your on your like uh, uh, what's it, episode poster thing, just have uh, trivia by. So you don't yeah. invite guests on by because of who they are. You're just inviting just them because of people. their trivia. Yeah. So you yes. get the right person in for the right things. So you can nice. you can have this week's trivia star. And if ever we do like be. proper recordings where you can people can watch the whole episode on video, we can just have little trivia captions with a cartoon of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I, I, I just pop up. Yeah, the just pop up yeah. with like a little flag. It's silent, so I don't interrupt anything. But it's like, oh, little trivia man again. Like Harry a says there's a Spider-Man poster in the back of this shot. <laughs> I really, I really fucking hope there is. Hold on, I'm going to Google this now. I'm 100 percent sure this is right, but I feel like now that I don't want to just like drop this knowledge in, All and then it'd be wrong. Um, no, I'm, I'm sure it's true. Hold on, Spider-Man. I'm just put my Spider-Man poster. A spooder, spider. Spider-Man you, poster. You Google that. I'm just going to ask Nick something. Yeah. And I'm yes. going to jump into something that's probably way ahead of what we do. But I'm just very, very curious, not only from your message, but also from your reaction when I said about it being... Uh, I found it. It's true. It's true. Just to... Good. Yeah, it's there. Like, it's Google it. images. Now we yeah, can sleep easy. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I just get up at 2am just to go downstairs and watch The Dark Knight again. The whole film, mm-hmm. even though I only need to watch the first four minutes. Literally, what, yeah. What are, your, what are your feelings on this film then, Nick? Because you've seen... I. I don't know, in my head, I've always believed that you loved it like I did. Because where are we again? Can I jump where in? Because I, I, yeah. I feel like I can explain from my experience what I remember. Because I remember in, in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been in school. I remember in school, everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say except Nick, mm-hmm. but Nick wasn't sold on it particularly. Okay, Is that fair to say? Uh, I don't no. know if your opinion of it has warmed over time, or is, your, no, is, it, is it the way around? Other way around. I when it came right. out, I absolutely loved it. I think I saw it like three or four times in the cinema, like all IMAX, um, and I like absolutely loved it. I was like, it's the best superhero film. It's just genius. And then what happened is that I went back they and started, they, they announced Andrew Garfield. They announced Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I was like, well, that's the best. Superior film ever made. <laughs> uh, no, um, 
I started reading more Batman comics and started getting frustrated by the like the way that Batman is done in The Dark Knight. So I think Batman Begins is a perfect Batman film. I think Dark Knight is heat with two people in costumes. And it annoys me because if you removed uh, the costumes, if you removed like Batman as Batman and just had him as a cop, and if you change the Joker so he's just a criminal, you've got an amazing crime film. But because you've got the costume of Batman and you've got the costume of the Joker, it then clashes in my head because I'm like, you're not in Gotham. There's nothing about it that says Gotham to me. And I don't particularly get on with like how Batman and Joker are done. Like I, I think the performance is amazing of Joker and I like that, you know, there isn't a backstory to him. I can, I can dig all that. I just struggle with placing him in a world that isn't Gotham. Like I, I want to see that version of Joker in the Gotham that is in Batman Begins. The one that's like, it's seedy, it's torn down. It's got a real issue with like crime and poverty and there's, there's lots of different layers to it. Essentially what I want is like, the I could, I could deal with Bale's Batman but I want the Gotham from the Joker film that feels like this is gritty and like mm. it's, it's it's grim um, yeah Dark this Knight, is a richer Gotham isn't it this is this is the thing isn't issue. it with this yeah. they've, they've gone they've gone bigger than Batman yeah. Begins Gotham but in doing so yeah. there's a lot more focus on uh it's know, just like, Chicago, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Chicago. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot more daytime than nighttime. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For a start. And it's, they're very much focused on like uh, criminals are rich, obviously, and things, but it's not, um, yes, it's not as gritty as yeah. Batman Begins or, or like you said, the Wacky Phoenix Joker. Yeah. And I think that for me just, it, it starts to clash more. Like the more I read Batman, the more I'm like, well, Gotham is such an integral part of what Batman is and, and like how it informs his character and how it informs the villains. And when you remove that, I then just start to go like, oh, I kind of wish this film was just, it just didn't have Batman or Joker in it, that it was just a cop and a really smart criminal. And that it it just didn't have the attached to like comic books. Um, And then last year I read Long Halloween and that, which I absolutely loved, aggravated me even more towards The Dark Knight because I was like, the way that they do Two Face in Long Halloween is perfect. Yeah, and it's so poor in The Dark Knight, like so poor. Um, story wise, visual fine. I just think story wise, it's like it, it's it's like hammered in, and it doesn't quite land with me. Um, do you not? Th- do you not think? I mean, I I, I agree with you. For the most part, as well, but because because I also really like a lot of it as well. I, I I'm not fully on board with the, you know, like get it. For me, it's I I really enjoy it every single time I watch it, apart from some of the third act, which I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the third act. But yeah, I am. Um, I think what I like about it most is it's because we were talking about this with the Rob Patterson Batman that's coming out. Is like it's the first real kind of detective Batman film because he is more of a detective in yeah. this then uh, you think about when they're doing the bullet things and he's, he's trying to find out who or trying to track down the joker isn't he which is difficult because um you know he's, there's no trace of him anywhere 
Yeah. And even with the the very silly, which these ones turned out with the Morgan Freeman uh, sensor sonar thing, thing, which is a bit out there, which I think is just really weird. Um, I think that's why I can easily forget about, even though I really care about the Gotham stuff as well, but I find it very interesting that, like you say, if you take away the costumes, that's just a, a good detective and a criminal, but makes me like it just as much that it isn't. It's the fact that it's Joker, like because they, they wanted to bring. I'm trying. I'm rambling, but they're they're trying to bring it down to earth, aren't they? Because we've yeah, come yeah. from the Joel Schumacher Batman films, classics. Um, we've gone from the Tim Burton ones, which were good and very costumes and like over the top super which disco. is disco uh, over top like yeah, yeah. disco and then you've got the Joel Shooter come on which is like the camp like really like there's not just OTT it's like really fucking out there it's like you know LSD LSD <laughs> and then you've got this which is down to earth which is the Batman that we've already spoken about that we wanted and what we yeah. I think you're going to find the best of both worlds in the Batman when it comes out because yeah, I think yeah. you'll get a mixture of like a Tim not Tim Burton but like a bit of Tim Burton with a bit of Christopher Nolan and um, Matt Reeves with his own stamp on it, one that we can probably, a lot of us could resonate with, hopefully. Uh, you know, not where we're going to go and be vigilantes, but, you know, it's, it's down to earth. Oh, we're not. <laughs> we are, but don't I tell. Thought, I thought that was agreed. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harry's, yeah. Look, a little uh, <laughs> trivia at the bottom. Harry is vigilante. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but I think this is the first time where we get, because even Batman Begins was a, was a little bit out there as well because you've got the you know the Razal Ghoul stuff as well, which I don't know, just I don't know, just still down to earth, but you've got scarecrow, you've got fear gas and stuff like that. But this one was it was a detective story with a, a criminal with costumes on, but it was I re- I really liked it. And I actually think you could probably take the two-faced stuff out uh, yeah. sometimes as well. Um, I- and you could have done a whole two-faced film, but they obviously all these super films, they try and shoehorn in another second one. But actually what they did with Two-Face, it worked because of the White Knight, Dark Knight thing. Um, but I, I, I think for me, I just forgot about the Gotham stuff. And I, although I do think it's necessary, I knew, I knew it was there, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, like poured out onto the screen. Like, cause like Tim Burton's one was so Gotham, wasn't it? It was like, you know, we said about the oil paintings and stuff and it was always dark. You barely had any daytime stuff. Um, I don't know if what I said to make sense, but it's because yeah. I kind of agree with you, but I also just, I was so in on the hunting the Joker stuff down. That's what I want because it would have been really easy for Batman just to track Joker down straight away or they just have a huge confrontation straight away. But it was, I think it was, I think it was good. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it's fine. I think, this rewatch, the bit that all of this sort of clicked in place for me was when he goes to China mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like he's necessarily left their version of I Gotham. thought this. It yeah, still feels it like that very similar. same place. Yeah. And also at that point as well, like again, you're taking Batman like way out of Gotham. Um, and putting him into an environment that's like, like, how would China feel about Batman? Like, you're literally putting him into another country who doesn't have a, a superhero, as we, as far as we know. So I'm like, surely there's like it's something that there's like a story there. There's something that that just feels weird to pull him out 
Um, he, has the new conf- he has the confrontation with the police there, though, doesn't he? Which I think adds up. That's fun because they're yeah. whereas in Gotham, they're sort of lenient to his doings he's, and comings yeah, and goings. Because well, he Jim literally has to face China, on, so yeah. he's got an he ally in Gotham. Face the, the SWAT in China, which I thought was awesome. I, I enjoyed yeah. them removing him from Gotham for a bit because it, it's like a fun. I just never thought of it as a thing. Like, yeah. I think like like said everything else I've seen, it's he, he shows up, he's in Gotham, that's that. And it, or it's yeah. like, you know, Metropolis, if you're going for like the Snyder stuff, he's, he's very much, he is where he's set in the comics. Yeah. But this, I thought it was cool having him dragged. It. I quite like the, the change of scenery. I, I think it's like it done really well. Like a change of scenery visually. That's my issue is that, like, again, like, I'm not saying this is like a bad film. I'm just saying, like, I, I almost wish it wasn't a comic book film. And I think. Yeah that is really apparent in the fact that he does leave the city and it's like it doesn't necessarily tonally feel any different like color palettes are the same everything sort of feels exactly the same it's just he's in another country um i mean i guess you could have said that gotham you wouldn't know for instance if in that opening scene with joker if he was in gotham or in metropolis yeah you wouldn't know because it's it doesn't look it doesn't feel like gotham um i think there are bits that feel a bit like gotham though aren't there like um the bits um there's the back alley scene where he's doing the coin toss where two Face is doing the coin toss with the the deranged guy from the, yeah, that, from the parade that feels very gothic but it's just a dark alley yeah yeah, yeah. and the bit well like but, i mean it's not it's indoors but when he goes in to meet the other criminals and stuff like that feels like gotham as well like a bit of a cd mm, place yeah. like with the bar fight when he's like you know there's two spots of there's one spot available and but outdoor wise, no, I, I do agree with you, Nick. It doesn't feel yeah. I, I can see why that would take people out of the like take the not the enjoyment away from the film, but make them think twice about it in a way. Yeah. I, I would wonder if someone like Chris Nolan would even even think that that was even a thing, because he's obviously his script is good and the acting is good, isn't it? That he's probably not even considered that. But yeah, you know, if you read something like The Long Halloween, which is very, very Gotham. Uh, Gothamy, so, is Gothamy? Should we just say Gothamy? Gothamy, yeah. yeah. Gothic. Yeah. They just released the deluxe edition of that actually, Long Halloween, which is uh, so pretty, good. pretty much. Yeah, um, I just, I like again. I think it is a great film. I just, I really wish it wasn't a comic book film, and it was just like a really good crime film. Um, but you know, as you say, I I think the Batman will be like the perfect balance for me. I think it's going to be that like kind of gritty, but also realism. Because um, that looks dark, doesn't it? That looks very yeah. like nighttime. A lot of yeah. that. I mean, that's what you want out of Batman, mm-hmm. don't you? A lot of nighttime stuff. Um, it looks the darkest, yeah. I think again yeah. as well, like even in like the the small bit that we've seen in like bat suits of like that Gotham, that also then has a style to it. Like that has a feel to it. Um, and I think that's just the the thing that the Dark Knight, and I assume Rises. I can't really remember much about Rises, but I think those two just lose. Rises their way is the same. Them. Yeah, the Rises. The Rises has got way too much going on. In, again, in the day, I'm not. I don't know why I'm so big on the daytime, but I just you you want your you want the nighttime stuff, don't you? That's what you want out of a Batman film. And it's yeah. there's an mm-hmm. awful lot of Bane in you know, walking around in his fluffy jacket in the daytime. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's still. I mean, we're nice about coat though. Great coat. Do you think? Do we think Chris Nolan has a coat fetish? Because in the first one, there's the there's the tramp that he gives the coat to, and he's like, "Nice coat." And then, like, 
all the way through like the joker's got like a, a purple suit which they all comment on and he's like you want to know you bought it like he's got a nice coat and then in the third one bane also has a nice coat i think christopher noah has a coat fetish maybe he's just buying as much trivia for this one. and he's like maybe he's maybe that's christopher nolan's like, coats my, my wife like, is never going to like this coat so he's like if you make it popular in the film then she'll be like when you see that him on like the so red right carpet, now. right? He's always in the he's in like a long black coat, right, and a scarf usually. Maybe coat fetish. I'm telling you, like <laughs> that's why he could, that's why he couldn't focus on Gotham. He was like coats, yeah, coats. It's like, hold on, we got enough coats on. <laughs> we can we can make this look really Gotham. We just need to spend another ten million. It's like mm. no, <laughs> save it, save it for the coat budget. <laughs> This is where we find out there was a legit coat budget for these films, <laughs> which we're not even shocked. <laughs> so you go, you go on a Wikipedia, it's like, yeah, because this little okay podcast is good. Chris Bernard has a coat, <laughs> which we have confirmed is true. So, <laughs> nice. We'll get him on as a guest, and then you can be, you could just, that's the first question you ask Chris Bernard. Like, do you have a coat fetish? Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, you got me. I'm going to show you a picture of something and tell me what you're thinking of. <laughs> Show a picture of a square and he's like coat. Like, he's oh, like nice coat. <laughs> <laughs> what did we all make of Scarecrow? I love the fact that he's in it. Yes. He's the link, isn't yeah. he? I think yeah. I think we said this in the Batman Begins one, didn't we? That he's because it's obviously so good in Dark Knight Rises as well, with his high pitched voice. But it's it was I love I love it when there's a like a because he's not a B list villain by any means, but kind of in this trilogy he is at this point but mm-hmm. i love it when there's a recurring bad guy that links it all sort of um i thought this with spider-man homecoming i i really wanted shocker to be that villain that just popped up in all three mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. always he's always when I, whenever i thought about oh, i'm gonna write my own spider-man film one day which will probably happen in the future mm-hmm. i always yeah. thought shocker would Any be day like, now. he would be that villain that yeah. would be the one that would be like robbing a bank and Spider-Man. I would him. love that as well. And then he's like, shocker is in the great. second one. He's like got out of prison. And then the third one, he's just like completely down his luck. And he's just like, yep. Yeah, okay. I'm not even going to try. You're like, You've got me. But I love the fact that Scarecrow is that in the Dark Knight trilogy. And I would love for <laughs> in the Batman. I don't I know. We keep going there, but I'd love for that to be Penguin. Like I'd love Penguin to be the recurring thing in hopefully mm-hmm. three Matt Reeves films. If it works out like he's, a big part of this and then he's like in prison it's, i mean it works so so well it'd be kingpin would be perfect in the mcu if he could just be like recurring i guess you got that with nick fury but just i love i love that element with scarecrow i love and it's only so minor as well he's only in it for a few minutes but just knowing yeah. that he's in that world still um and he's not been forgotten about is is great yeah trivia that you might all know at this point scarecrow is christopher nolan's favorite batman villain Nice. That's Didn't why he's in it. Yeah, in all three, he said. Didn't yeah. Nice. Do you think Coolio so, was uh, Coolio was close to getting the part? Coolio should have got the part. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. Attempting. <laughs> he was robbed. He was prime. Coolio. And then. Stands Cillian Murphy and Coolio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my go god. Studio is. He's like. He, well, he said Coolio. he said Coolio, but they they thought. Yeah, they, they got the, it got lost in translation somehow yeah. and then Cillian yeah. showed up on set and he was like well I feel bad kicking him off so just give him the mask and we'll <laughs> we'll roll tape <laughs> we'll have to apologise to Coolio Whenever, when no, he was in the not. mask when he was in the mask that was Coolio okay. oh yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah sorry yeah. I didn't clarify that Un- it was uncredited only, yeah uncredited bastards yeah. but no 
I also love Scarecrow. Scarecrow is definitely my favorite Batman villain. So I was I was a big fan of him being the recurring villain, and his his uh, appearance in this one's the best. I loved how, I loved the line as well where he comes out the back of the van, and he's and the, the guy's like, oh look what your drugs have done to my customers, and he's like, look if uh, but buyer beware. It's like he, he said that his compound would take you places. He never said there'd be places you wanted to go. I was like, oh, yeah. this is good. This is a good... The dialogue is good. He's basically become a drug. Yeah, yeah. it's so strong. Yeah. yeah, It's like he's basically a narcotics dealer now, which is, yeah. which like is a, it's a... It does work for Scarecrow, I think, because like he could very easily make money selling fear gas to people because it's a hallucinogenic. Plenty of people will probably buy that. Not like unwillingly unknowingly rather not just because they heard it oh it's it's crazy you see some crazy shit on this they're like all right i'll have some but um yeah it was believable i liked um i loved how he comes out the back of the van he does that like slink thing as he opens the doors it's like yeah this is and a, he's got his a mask cool on. scene i love the yeah, fact exactly he's got his mask on because I, it's I not like he's a villain villain it's uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and like it's one it's a trick i think they missed in the third one um because he's obviously like the judge in the courtroom and he's like sat there and he's got like the tweed suit on, which is great. It's like a Hessian kind of sack look, which would, which would have matched the mask, but he doesn't have a mask on, nor does he have the mask anywhere. I was like, it should have at least been like on the table with him. Yeah. Or if, he, if he'd been wearing that, that could have been the best like scarecrow look pound for look. pound ever. Because if it had the Hessian sack mask, he'd have had like the oh, torn up tweed suit. Yeah. 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 I did it read somewhere. So I thought I read somewhere a long time ago that originally when they were going to lead the villains out on the back, the people onto the ice, they would have scarecrow mm. masks on. Like oh, uh, instead be of cool. being blindfolded, cool. but I don't know. Mm. I, can't, I, may, I must, did I, maybe it was like on the special features or something on the commentary they said about mm. it, but that would have been fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. That'd be I, all think over it, I think the reason was there was too many people in the scene. So like you don't manufacture scarecrow masks because it's obviously supposed to be sure. unique. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, still. he's cool. I really like it. And I, I really like that bit. Although the Batman suit is quite frustrating in there as well because it's so stiff, in that, especially in the opening scene. It's really like bulky and you feel like yeah. a, a, no mm. superhero could really get by with it being able to move that little bit. And it's very cool with the impact on the car, although that feels very... Uh, I think I quite enjoy jump, how cumbersome he is. Doesn't that jump between IMAX as well in that scene? Like, isn't the... Doesn't it when he goes onto the car? Doesn't that switch to IMAX? I can't. I'm not sure. Remember? Um, oh. Yeah, I can't remember whether he does. Yeah. I, I definitely remember the opening, and I remember the bit in China that's IMAX. The bit of the Joker car where he's like leaning out the cop car that was IMAX. So good. Um, mm-hmm. And the sonar stuff was all IMAX. I remember that bloody sonar stuff. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what else was. Um, yeah, so I can't remember they did that. But yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's cool. I really like him like cutting through the van. I think that's... Yeah, that's yeah. I like as well. Although I think it's completely illogical. Like, for the amount of effort he's... He, what, he's cutting into the van to what stop the van because if because if you get in the back of the van there's a bulkhead in there so he'd just be in the back of a van yeah for starters like he's, just he's, got another, he's got another wall to cut through <laughs> to get to the drivers yeah. for the effort he's putting in just get close to the door and, and pull yeah, the just, door open could have just fat <laughs> like, the door like could have yeah just, yeah i did i'm not sure what he was trying to do by cutting the side of the van or whether that was like 
well, I, I'm, my brain was like, maybe it's suggesting that the the G's the G force of him on the side of the van and he's gripping on, it's it's tearing inside the van. Yeah, that's is, what that's why I thought. But no, he's, he's, he's actually, actually trying it. to slice in. So I was like, why? I never that I couldn't quite understand what his goal was there. I mean, think you know, spur of the moment, thinking on your toes. I guess it's pretty hectic if you're if you jumped onto the side of a moving vehicle. I don't know what I'd be doing. Dogs are everywhere. Got, yeah. yeah, dogs are everywhere. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what you're thinking. Get in the van, like get away from the dogs. Get safe from the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but... get, get a ride back to uh, the hotel, whatever he's staying, mm. penthouse. Well, whatever yeah, he was doing, he looked awesome doing it. But I don't know what the the goal was. But maybe yeah, maybe he could maybe he had some gadget that would be yeah, more effective it. from within the van. Like a bomb, yeah. but yeah, should we talk? Um, should we talk about Joker a bit? Like, obviously, that's probably going to be a bigger chunk of this, so it's probably good just to spend a bit of time on that. But obviously, there's mm-hmm. Heath Ledger obviously passed away after this. But I mean, he would have been, um, I mean, he would have been back for more, wouldn't he? You would have think he would have reprised his role somewhere down yeah, the line. I think that, but, yeah, rumor was always that there would be like a, an Arkham style scene and you'd see Joker behind the yeah, yeah, that. Bars kind of thing. He was great, wasn't he? I mean, the, everything from his like his laugh to his makeup to his demeanor to like the you know the scene in the in the interrogation room to when he talks yeah. to the gang to the lorry mm-hmm. scene. Like he's just spot on. What's, what's your I, I What's your favorite scene with the Joker? I love I love the I love the lorry scene. I love the you know just shooting the gun wildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's he's desperate for Batman to hit him because that's mm-hmm. that's that is really like the for me that's like the he wants he he knows they're like opposite sides of the spectrum so he's just willing like he, he's trying to test Batman as much as he can he's like well if, if you run me over I'll probably die because I'm only human but he's like I dare you to do it I, so I really mm-hmm. like that that scene but I also love that there's another level to it because he's He's, he kind of knows if he's caught, he's gone out already because he's got the phone in that guy's body. It's all just, um, mm-hmm. I, I love that whole, I, I love that whole section of the film, which is to me, sure. that's, that feels like Gotham because um, it's dark and it's uh, a bit moody. So I like yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff. And there's like fires in the streets because obviously he's got a detour going on. So mm-hmm. I, I really like that bit. And I, I mean, I really, really like the gang scene when he hits that guy's head against the pencil. Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's- probably my favorite i think i really like his laugh when he comes in that it's sort of like yeah it's just <laughs> awkward and then he drops a joke and he's got the mm-hmm. grenades and I, yeah I like the jacket with the grenades is really good yeah, in his in his coat cool. yeah after I two i after my, my the two i juggle with are the scene where he jumps down the big pile of money i love it oh, yeah. yeah that's good any any imagery with joker and shitloads of money is great because you know it's like meaningless to him but it just it's such a good image so i was i was mad for that when he jumps down the pile of money and says fire to it i was like, that's great and all the dialogue for that's great as well about yeah. feeding the guy to his dog or the scene where he shows up in the hospital dressed up as the nurse yeah also can't get really enough good. of it that was <laughs> yeah, in IMAX that as well good. yeah that was, yeah that was his, in his IMAX. reaction as well. yeah his reaction is so good when he sees harvey and he's like hi yeah. <laughs> so and like, the detonator as well i love it yeah i love it yeah. i love the detonator when it doesn't work but that the was delay, uh, yeah. i think they Again, I can't remember where it might have been special features, but they had like one one shot to do that. Like they had to get it right because yeah. they were literally blowing up a, a building. building. Uh, <laughs> so 
Was it that I, it I, didn't work as well? Was that it? Yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, it was it kind of work. improv in his part. In it was improv. Just... He did loads. Apparently, because he did all the a lot of the handheld things himself as well. The one with the the prisoner when he's like rubbing his tummy and he's like mm. slapping him on the face. That was like Nolan was so impressed with his work that he he just like oh we don't even need a second unit. Just let Heath Ledger shoot it himself, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, it was improv because he he smacked it and it was supposed to go off and he was like oh it's not working and then he's like like. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's really good. The nurse's outfit is so they must have thought when they put that on, just this is perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's like ridiculous, isn't it? But it's because he snuck in, he snuck in, so he's well. covered in his makeup as well. But he's just yeah, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing that Harvey Dent wakes up to as well. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a loved one or anything like that. It's just Joker in a nurse's costume. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Maybe think of killing joke when he's in the Hawaiian shirt when he attacks Batgirl. Uh, mm. Just like the irony that he's in this Hawaiian shirt when he paralyzes someone. And it's like, mm. and this is in a nurse's outfit when he's, you know, someone's lost half their face. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, I, I always like seeing the Joker in any sort of sort of um, crazy attires. I think it just works. Like, yeah, I'm all for it. It, it. You might as well. The guy's mental. So, do it like yeah, I, think, I find like giving him like a, a fixed uniform just seems wrong like if yeah. it's like oh he's got a ua in purple and green it's like yeah sure you need like a signature joker color scheme but go nuts with uh oh, with that's why looks costumes. Good. when he's in the car and he's out the window like he's got his like the shirt yeah, looks like sure sat- saturated but it's green and it's mm-hmm. you know he, he just looks constantly like moist Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it always looks a bit slimy, but it's just uh, it's very it's very well done. And the gloves as well, like it's not like his sleeves are always a little bit up as well, so it doesn't doesn't look like it should work. But it's um, mm. yeah, it's really. Good. I mean, the hotel, uh, the hotel scene, the party, the uh, yeah fundraiser when mm-hmm. he's like hello beautiful, which is like one of the mm-hmm. best gifts uh, mm-hmm. around. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I just love all pretty much everything he does, other than it's hard to end. pick, isn't it? Uh, the end, I find the end very frustrating. I might as well just jump into that unless you two want to jump into something else quickly. No, no, keep going the Joker thing. Not, we'll come back around, but it's just because I feel like for such a good criminal, I think his end game is very, it's not flawed. So I don't want boats to blow up and I don't want him to win, obviously, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it just, it kind of just ends too abruptly because he's just hankering on the boat, but it's like, Surely he has another. Surely he's got this far. He must have another plan. Well, it's Harvey, isn't it? At that point. Yeah, I guess. But, I right. guess yeah, Harvey. Is. But he, even but that, it's, um, it's just, feels like he just gets caught very mm-hmm. easily in a way. So uh, I love this shot of him upside down laughing. Though, yes, actually. that's that's, great. that's that's the best shot of the film. I think that's yeah. great. And it would have been really easy to kill him off as well. Like I thought when he's swinging around, it would have been really easy just to like mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson Joker but obviously it makes sense that Batman doesn't kill him or nothing like that happens like something stupid yeah, but yeah. I don't know just I hate, I think the whole sonar thing just ruins that third act it's just so out there like it just mm-hmm. um, and it, it takes away the detective side of things as well for me because yeah would have loved for would have loved for Batman to have just been smarter it's a hell of a it's a hell of a Batman gadget though isn't it yeah I I enjoy, I enjoy it on that level because yeah I guess Batman Batman's like you say he's detective foremost but then the gadgets are always a fun feature and I think Nolan nailed gadgets in his Batman films so some yeah, really fun fun bits where he gives like in uh, Begins he gives a 
the kid, the periscope thing, who's Joffrey from Game of Thrones. More Joffrey, trivia. Yeah. Bastard. Little um, Joffrey. Yeah, I, think I do like the Sonos, I like I like the I like the different levels when the the villains are dressed up as uh, uh, bird uh, doctors hostages. The, yeah, yeah. So I like Sorry, I like yeah, that yeah. bit. I like the fact where Lucius Fox is navigating through the room stuff. I, I don't I don't hate it, but I just think that's mm-hmm. the, the weakest part of the film for me. Is that bit? I would have rather it be. Uh, I don't know. Just it makes it much easier, doesn't it? Like it's it's very much it laid out. Easier. I would you know like he's going to succeed be, from the off. Essentially, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd like him to do it on his own. Like I know he's got mm-hmm. gadgets and he can use gadgets, but I would have liked to be like, right, I'm going in the warehouse, I'm going to the bottom floor, I'm going to work my way up to the top. But mm-hmm. it just, um, I don't know, it just felt a bit too, too easy. I know it wasn't easy because he had to fight a lot of people when he got attacked by dogs again. And, mm-hmm. and Joker gave him a bit of a battering with his Nike shoes, but just, mm-hmm. I don't know what more I could have wanted from it really, but it just felt, the more like you said Nick when the more you've seen it like you've noticed things and that that is the bit when I get to that point in the film so obviously it's quite a long film as well I think yeah. okay like all, all of my favorite bits are done now like all of my best bits are done and I could take or leave um this part of the film so, yeah I am um, going off of killing villains by the way I've never thought about this but Batman full-on kills Two-Face like never thought about it but like he knocks him off the building yeah but is he trying to? He's not trying to kill him, though, is he? Do you think? Because I think he's trying to. He's, I mean, he's trying to say. He's trying to stop and kill someone, but he does inadvertently he does, kill him. Yeah, he kills him. Whether deliberately or otherwise, he does kill him. That's Which I definitely like, killing. Because I said to you on the Batman Begins podcast, I always thought of like that he kills Ra's al Ghul, and I've never thought about Two Face. And then when I was watching it. I was like, mm. oh yeah, he does full on push yeah. a guy off a building. And like, well, if I'd done make... this right, I I can think this is how I'm. I like. Markets are killing. If I was, if that I was in the exact same scenario, and someone's pointing a gun at people, and I'm like, "Fuck it," and I just tackle him off building a boom, and he's dead. I'd look at him and go, "Oh shit, I killed him." Which, yeah. so yeah, he killed him. He's dead. He, Batman, yeah. legit. Unless, <laughs> unless when they're both lying on the floor, he whispers to him, "I don't, have to, <laughs> I, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh fuck. I I just I didn't look at it like that. I just looked at him like he's trying to save the kid and he he's mm-hmm. in that moment he's saving the kid and then there's obviously the the aftermath of that as Harvey's dead, but obviously he could have I don't even know. Ooh, man, is that intentional he... though? Because because Joker's thing is he says tonight you're gonna have to break he yeah, says that he's yeah, gonna yeah. have to make him break that's his yeah. one rule. That's so the point. I like... never thought I never realized yeah. that. But yeah, I don't think he could so Joker won. Yeah. Joker did win, yeah. But I don't think that was but again, I don't think that's that's the thing afterwards, isn't it? Batman's like mm-hmm. the joke because he says the Joker won, didn't he? Like he, yes. the one good thing got from that. But I don't think he went. I don't think in that that specific moment, Christopher, the way it's written is that I'm going to kill Harvey Dent to save the kid. I think he's like, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. My instinct is telling me to save the kid, but he doesn't. He's not literally like I'm going to kill Harvey Dent because obviously, if he could have, he probably would have had Harvey Dent land on him as well. But it's just the gut instinct, isn't it? It's like if. Mm. If my kid was being held by a supervillain, I would just, as long as I could get to her, I would be like, I'll sort the rest out. Obviously, he doesn't have time to think about the rest because he's. It's not a premeditated murder, but it is. No, that's what I think it is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. the end game is the same, isn't it? The Joker's won Mm -hmm. because he's done. Yeah, the Joker's in Arkham Asylum. Someone's like Harvey Dent's dead. He'd be like, nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) Where's Batman? Oh, he's on the run. Great. Yeah, I'd never quite clicked it. it. Just, I just always kind of thought like. Yeah, that that Harvey's like falls, but then I was like, no, Batman does 
like he doesn't make an effort to save him. He's like, I'm just going to well, save. He kills um kid. He kills Bane as well, doesn't he? No, I thought Catwoman, Catwoman kills Bane. Oh yeah, Catwoman, Catwoman kills Bane. Yeah, with the yeah with the, yeah, with, the, the thing, with the yeah. with the bat cycle. Technically, Batman's weapon though. Yeah. Shouldn't have given her that. Yeah. <laughs> By letting her Again, have the bike, yeah. he just inadvertently murdered her. Kill <laughs> I don't have to save you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how he gets away with yeah. killing everyone he wants. As long as he says hands of it. As long as he says that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd never really clocked it. But um, going off that, I do think like having watched this back, I think Gordon is probably my favorite thing about The Dark Knight. Like, I think Joker's great, but I think Oldman's acting is insane. I think he gets some of the best dialogue. And I think there's something really nice about his his arc. I, I think he's probably got the best arc in the trilogy in that he's there from the off of, like, the you know, giving Bruce his coat when he's a kid and then seeing... Coat, again, coat, 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 yeah. coat fetish. Um and then yeah, going all the way through to the end of Rises, I feel like he's the one that probably has the the kind of best journey. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of the legwork is done in this as well. I think um, I really like the whole thing where he kind of like fakes his death and he, he has to go back to his family and like he couldn't even tell them. And I just, I really like that. I also think perfect, like, again, it, it's part of what frustrates me, but the scene where he's got Joker in the cell and he's like, there's no fingerprints. All we found was like lint in his pockets. That mm-hmm. is like perfect piece of dialogue and like just the settings perfect. That all works really well. It just then annoys me that it's contrasted against stuff that isn't Batman. But yeah, I feel like Oldman is the thing that I kind of came out of it on this watch anyway. And I was like, he's bloody good in it. Um, mm. Yeah, I just really like Gordon. It was a great trailer as well for Dark Knight. That was the when they first the first teaser for it was Gary Oldman's voiceover saying like like he has nothing on him but like this and lint, and then it's just um mm. just hear his laugh. It's, yeah. I think it was completely black um, when they did it. And it was just brilliantly yeah. done. It's good. Uh, I like Gary the um, the thing that if basically Batman had listened to um, Gordon. In that scene where he's like, who chooses who saves who? Yeah, it would have. He would have actually saved Rachel. Yeah, like, but he but he goes goes in like gung ho, loses Rachel and fucks up Harvey. If he'd just done what what uh, Gordon had said, you would have actually all been fine. Face in the third act, would have fixed it all. They lost both of them, didn't they? That's the thing. He didn't save either of them. He didn't save Harvey. Well, he he saved Harvey. He got there in time. Yeah, but it wasn't Harvey he, anymore, was it? But if you got to Rachel, yeah, he'd have saved her. Yeah, right? saved, yeah that's true. He probably would have saved because he he stalls when he gets in because he's like what, like, and then like walks him out essentially, and the bomb goes off. And it's like, well, a little more urgency would have been good, but yeah. which he would have had presumably if he'd walked in, it had been Rachel. So technically, he could have saved someone without them being terribly burned. I don't know if Gordon would have made it to to Harvey. Harvey, yeah, but it would, it would have ruined the Joker's plan. So I think the Joker's like relying on the fact that, well, because he said he knows earlier, doesn't he, about the way he threw himself after her. Yeah, he's got yeah. a, a win. So he's basically he's already masterminded it in that he knows Batman's going to go hell for leather for Rachel because um, he already has. 
So telling him to go for the wrong person was a was clever. The interrogation yeah. scene is really well done, isn't it? As well, I love. Yeah, I love the fact that he's waiting in the dark and he just smacks Joker's head against the table, and then find that kind of bullshit at the same time. Though it is, it is like... a bit bullshit, but it's still <laughs> yeah. I still like it though. It's good bullshit. I, yeah, it's, like... yeah, it's good bullshit. But I feel like. The, the casual, like, never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy and can't feel the next thing. I don't think that's based on any kind of science. Yeah. Like, no. if you smash my head into a table with any vigor, I'm not going to just be like, don't do that, because I'll feel the next thing. I'm going to be like, fuck, my face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to need a minute for sure. And then when he smashes my hand, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to me? <laughs> this is all incredibly painful. <laughs> I think I like the fact when he says that it could be like uh, like it depends on what the time is. It could be in one place or another place, and it's like constantly switching because oh, yeah. it's just very manipulative. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's very, say, very they'll, good. they'll be blown up essentially, isn't it? Because like they could yeah. be in one place or several. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoy it as well. The dialogue's really, really good yeah, throughout the whole film. The dialogue in the whole film is insane. Like the script is really well done. Um, mm. it's, yeah, it's definitely um, clever. But you can kind of see that in Begins as well, like. Begins has some great pieces of dialogue. So I think that's like the, it's consistent all the way through. Like they, they managed to create a trilogy that I think has got really strong dialogue all the way through. Um, yeah, I feel like they have, they have, a, have a little bit more humor in this one as well. They, they try and do a little bit in Batman Begins, but like Michael Caine on the boat and everything is, um, yeah. is a bit, a bit obviously yeah. lighthearted comedy and stuff. I bet Michael Caine loved doing that scene. Like, uh, yeah. Right, just you on a yacht. You'll get paid a, yeah. Sixteen million dollars to do this yeah. film, yeah. just on a yacht with these women. Huh. Bloody brilliant! So um, victory. It was good. I just, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I love the Joker bits a lot, and I think I, I would have been interesting. There was quite a lot of people that were up for the role. I re- I remember reading like Paul Bettany and stuff were up for it, but when when Heath Ledger got cast, I remember thinking that's just nuts, like absolutely nuts that this guy's got the role because. But I, the only two things I could think about were A Knight's Tale. Great film. Great film. And, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Great film. So I was just Never like, I can't, I can't see past it. And I remember the first image I saw of him was they released the two, they released the Why So Serious poster and they released a shot of Christopher Nolan shooting, but you could just make out like a blurry version. He had yeah, like yeah. bright, bright green hair. It looks like anyway. And I was like, oh, like... I just I wonder what this is going to be like, but it blew my expectations way out of the water. Like, and I hated the fact that his death was linked to him having problems with the script and stuff because obviously we know that's not the case really. But mm. it was, uh, for, well, I don't know if that was a problem really. But they said like he had like a diary and stuff. But obviously he's just getting in the role, isn't he? It's just a mm. horrible mistake with the uh, with medication and stuff. Yeah. But it just such so a shame that he wasn't there to receive the acclaim that it got because mm. yeah. I mean his his career would have just fucking skyrocketed wouldn't it if it wasn't already he would have been like yeah would have been really really good because there's not there's not there's a lot of super I mean you could say like Robert Downey Jr's life is completely changed Iron Man and it has but you know this guy is, he's never going to be an, up for an Oscar like people that were saying he should have got an Oscar for Endgame are just fucking nuts because it's just not on par with something yeah. that Heath Ledger did as Joker like it's uh mm. It's going to be very, very rare that you get such a performance, and that's because it's been humanized the role as well uh, in Dark Knight, and it just it was so well yeah. done. I think, that, yeah, the Dark Knight's definitely in terms of the Joker, it's like a springboard for for what comes next, in that you you kind of get like you can see um, 
Heath's joke uh, in Joaquin a little bit. Um, yeah. I think Joaquin's probably like possibly a little bit further into like I wouldn't mess with him. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think Joaquin's version of Joker is like genuinely he's crazy. Um, whereas I think the the Dark Knight Joker is a little bit more tactical. He's a bit more kind of like bit of a genius. Yeah, he's always got two well, steps like... ahead. Well, it's Whereas... hard to know if, if you were to put Joaquin's Joker in like that sort of a Gotham or just any Gotham, you, you can't see the criminal mastermind side of it, can you? Yeah, you it's, just, it's just like you can, see the, you can see the crazy side, yeah. You can't see the, like you said, the tactical side of it. Yeah, um, and I do really like that. I, I, I think that is the thing that Dark Knight does so well is that Dark Knight is really kind of like the groundwork for where a lot of like the, the kind of like realism superhero films come from. Like you can see it in like Man of Steel, um, I know they've said like Man of Steel, the the kind of core of it was um, what if Superman existed in the world? And that is sort of what Dark Knight is, is it's like, what if you place Batman in an actual world? Um, and that's, that, you know, for me, that's where I butt heads with it a little bit. And then it's like, well, you've lost the comic book thing by doing that. Um, but I think Dark Knight opens up the world of, of giving people the option to do superhero films in a certain way. Because before that, it was pretty hapdash. Um, I mean, like, there were some bad superhero films. X-Men 3. Yeah. I'm the juggernaut, (laughs) bitch. Even X-Men 1 isn't that good. X-2 is great. X-Men 1 is a little bit... X2 is better than X1. What? For sure. For sure. Yeah. What did you say about Spider Man 1, Nick? It's a little bit cheap. Oh, suck so much. Willem <laughs> Dafoe's great. Yes. The rest is. Mm. I'm just not. So... Spider Man 2, though, I think it's great. I think that's good. Spider Man 3. Sure. No. I love the first Spider Man. I mean, probably because I was quite young when it came. Well, I wasn't quite young. I was young and it was like blew my little mind. So happy, but Spider Man 2 is great and X Men 2 is great. And it did. I mean, you think because Dark Knight and, like you said, Iron Man came out at the same time, it really was a huge springboard, wasn't it? For yeah, I mean, you wouldn't when when these two films came out, you wouldn't think that we're getting like basically essentially what could be a darker Batman film around the corner, but also like 30 million Marvel films. And you know, it's, yeah. it really has a and Joker, like the Wacking Phoenix Joker as well. I don't think that would have. Um, I might not have come about round about now anyway if, if it wasn't for the Heath Ledger Joker. Who's your favourite Joker, by the way? Out of all these Jokers that we've got going on in the world? <laughs> this would be interesting. Who's yours, uh, though? We'll start with... Yeah. You, I think you, you must have a solid idea. You asked the question, right? So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably Heath Ledger Joker, I think. Fair. That's the one for me. Okay. I mean, yeah. other, than, other than Arkham Game Joker... Arkham Game Joker is bloody good. If we're allowed like to count the Peter ones, then yeah, it's like, but oh, yeah, I would say hard, if we go purely cinematic, because I think otherwise we're all just going to say Hamill's Hamill's Joker, aren't yeah. we? Really? Yeah, yeah, he's up um, there. Yeah, Hamill's Joker is nuts, but cinematically, Mine... I mean, I'm going to jump in and throw a curveball. Yeah, you go for it, Jared Leto. Okay. Sounds like it, it's a, it's the most like hated opinion, but like as far as as I I not to discredit any of the jokers. I literally love all the joker performances. I think I said before when we were, we did one of these, I was like, I love 
variety in in the in the performance. So I don't want to see the same Joker every time. And if the next Joker is even further removed from the last one, I'm all for it. And I feel the that Leto's Joker is the most far removed from any Joker we've ever seen. It was there were some nutty attires. They did things which people didn't like from the off, giving him all the tattoos, which I loved. Like he sh he's not a character that should necessarily please people's expectations. So I think when people were asking questions like, why has he got ha 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 tattooed all over? It's like, because he's insane. He's not, he doesn't, it's like, he would do that. And people are like, he wouldn't do, the Joker wouldn't do that. It's like, well, how would you know what the Joker would do with his body? Like the guy's been acid dipped, his brain's fried and the, he, he's like tattoos are a form of expression for anyone. So his tattoos are going to be stupid, aren't they? If he's insane. And he's got, and he's got grills. grills. Yeah, he's got the crazy teeth. He's got the ridiculously green hair. So I, I was mad for that performance, I, and even more so when they did the the cameo he has in the Snyder cut and things like that. That, that, I, is, I a, that is a Joker I'd like to see more of. Uh, yeah, that, for sure. That Joker. But I just I just enjoyed how different it was, and I think he's the the first Joker I've seen on screen where when he shows up in a lot of the scenes, and and in the the Snyder cut cameo, I just had no idea what he was going to do and I'm, you're sort of on edge waiting for the next line or what he's going to deliver so he like in the Snyder Cut thing he has the uh, he offers him the truce and then obviously Batman takes the card and then there's this little pause where it's like oh he looks like he's shitting himself but you I just you don't know what to expect and I think Leto does a really good job of making a giving the character like a a mystique that plenty the other actors do wonderful things with and Heath Ledger's performance is a thing of beauty. It wouldn't like, be good I do to not discredit that at all. A letter but, Affleck yeah. uh, Batman Joker would have been good, wouldn't it? If you could got mm, that yeah. on a film, it would sure. have been interesting. Yeah, but I think I, I, it's really hard for me to cast any judgment on any of them because even the Cesar Romero Joker, I think, is perfect for the like campy TV show. It works. Yeah. It's weird that he's got a mustache, but fuck it. Oh, I dig it. Yeah, I like Jack Nicholson's Joker for the setting. I like Ledger's Joker for the setting it's in, and I think. Joaquin Phoenix's joke is incredible as well. So I, I love them all. But I think the one which has caught me off guard the most, which is why I like it the most, was the Leto one. But yep. yeah, no, Heath Ledger's joke is also ridiculously good for for, for what it is. It's, it's insane. But yeah. yeah, I would probably put my chips on Leto. Are you, Nick? I think mine is probably Joaquin, but like with an asterisk that if I had more of Leto, I think I'd, I'd really dig Leto. I just I don't feel like I've had enough to judge him. Like the Snyder Cut scene that he's in, like just blew me away because there is so much fucking tension there, mm. and it's it's like it is like the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight that you feel the tension between these two characters that you're like, oh my god. But in the Snyder Cut, it's like elevated. I'm just like, oh, I, I literally don't know if these two are just going to kill each other right now. Like they. I think the advantage that scene has, though, is because it's set further down the line. Yeah, you've got there's the like history. His, there's history. Yeah. So it has like a, yeah. a foot up there, yeah. which I kind um, of like, I don't discredit, but it's like, yeah. that is an unfair advantage. It has a lot on a, on a lot of other Batman Joker performances. Yeah. But it's still but, great. But I think like the, the thing about Joaquin's <laughs> is that like by the end of that film, you're almost happy that the city is rioting. Yeah. Whereas in Dark Oh, you're Knight, so on side towards the end. Yeah. yeah, like you're not necessarily on the Joker's side. You're still on like the side of Batman. Like it still ends on the like Batman is the Dark Knight. 
and that's the big mm-hmm. like climax for the Dark Knight. Whereas in Joker, the, the the scene where he just stands in the car is just like, oh my god, this person, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. And yeah, what's huge? Yeah, and I I think that's again, it's you know he's in Gotham. It feels like he's in a city that's like ready to riot at any point. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say that with like the asterisks of of Leto if they ever gave him more. But I do think Heath Ledger's amazing, and like you said, Harry, he suits the world. Like he suits. Yeah, he's perfect. Movie. He's absolutely perfect for it. Yeah, I just I'd love to see his Joker in in Gotham. Like if you could put him into Batman Begins, I'd be curious oh, to see yeah. how that works. I think it worked perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be tonally like really, really nice. But just because it's around the Dark Knight, there's things I bump into. Um, so Two Face then with uh, by Aaron Eckhart, by Aaron yes. Eckhart, played by Aaron Eckhart. That's uh, it, we obviously we said a bit earlier that he's uh, I don't know it wasn't done quite similar to the way the comics probably could have done it or it could have been done. But I still enjoy his performance as Harvey Dent. I actually like his. Harvey Dent stuff quite a lot. Yeah, I think as um, Harvey Dent, he's good. I just, I wish that he was Two Face in another film, like that he had the yeah. time to breathe into that character, because it all feels very quick. Um, he looked good as Two Face. I like the way he looks though as Two Face. Mm, I love the the CGI like, is bang on, like with the eye. Yeah, I can't do it justice. I think I think I'm going to say best version of Two Face. What do you mean, Tony Dent? Second yeah, Harry. Best. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think his version of Two Face is my my favorite for uh, for the visual. Yeah, it is good. Um, that Two Face. If you took what else I've got, but if you took that Two Face without a reference to the comics, like the Long Halloween, for instance, that you were saying, Nick, then it's it's pretty good. But it just it just didn't feel like um, they could have gone even darker with it, and they could have yeah. they could have they could have done a whole film on Two Face. Oh yeah, yeah, he never made it to like Criminal Overlord. No, no I, just, I just mean on how on how he looks. I think it's hands down the best looking representation yeah. of Two Face in anything. Yeah, I like, think. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'll give you the that visually. I I've always really liked it. I think it's cool. Um, I really like when he drinks the glass that he sort of like yes yeah, wipes his wipes his nice touch. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think he should be in this film. I think that that should have been like left for another film. Um, especially after reading Long Halloween, because you can kind of see like almost where they pulled source material for him for the Dark Knight. You can kind of see it. It's just in mm-hmm. the Long Halloween, it's he's fleshed out and he's got like a whole arc, and it's way more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he would have been a good villain to keep around as well, wouldn't he? I know. Yeah. So they can't plan obviously with Heath Ledger passing away, and they were going to keep the Joker, but you know, in a different world, if they just kept him as well, like if he. You know, he could have really been the thing that got under Batman's skin in the like yeah. the next film because he's he's just been completely he's just corrupted from one extreme yeah. to another. He's completely corrupted now, but it just felt that whole like I said with the third act, it just happened so quickly. Like mm-hmm. he's goes from hospital to in a limo uh, to in a bar to in a limo to the end. Yeah, there's no. Um, I enjoyed as the thing I liked the most though, which I think. Um, it's not comic accurate, but just the way they did it so he doesn't have a split personality. Because in everything else, I, I do enjoy how in the comic books or like the Arkham games, there's literally, he's having like an inner dialogue with himself. And there'll be moments where he's like, wait a minute. And then it's like talking back and forth with yeah, himself. I like that as well. But I enjoy more, I think, the fact that this one, 
realize this version of Two Face uh, is about just fairness. And he's so it's like it's not that he's got any inner dialogue. He's just realized it's like he's had like an awakening to everything's chance. So like he's he doesn't it's, it, yeah with mm-hmm. his chance with the driver, isn't it? Because he's like, okay, yeah, I still want mm-hmm. you to be in pain. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give this guy another chance, and I, I hope yeah. that, that is going to kill you or do some serious damage. So yeah, exactly, and like, and the coin thing, such a great touch as well. So it's not like the fact that he got half burned and the coin got half burned. So that's like why that's the way he is, and he has split personality. So conveniently, he's got this coin coin toss yeah. thing. It's I just love that it's the the coins are it's a fake so wrote, coin that he made it, a lucky coin, cheesy. Had, which is yeah, it wasn't cheesy. It's was like, it? and, Mm, it was good it was like my dad it was something his dad gave him is that what they say so it's like yeah, it's yeah, his dad's yeah. lucky, yeah, coin, lucky coin yeah that it's always it's heads on both sides so he always wins and it's like it's a it's a running thing so and then he gave actually, it to Rachel didn't he so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then I, when the coin gets burned it's like um, it's just like it, it's like it, it makes sense like every the journey feels like a full circle rather than just being a guy who's a bit loopy and talks yeah. to himself. But the coin, the coin is a split personality, isn't it? That's the symbolism, isn't it? That is, yeah, exactly. He's he's not mentally split personality, but the coin is, coin is. like the good yeah. and the bad. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, the only thing that I really bumped into on this rewatch is that he gets his name from the cops who call him Harvey yeah. Two Face, which I like. I yeah. like the the like the natural kind of way that they introduce his name. That it's not like oh, you're Two Face now. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't get the like if 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 he's Two Face in terms of like the law. Surely that isn't it because he, they said he went to he he trained at the Two Face thing. Isn't it that he trained in law school to become a police officer? But ended up becoming a criminal yeah, justice attorney. So he's yeah. like turned on what he the was police. trained to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it's that. If I'm yeah, right. Because then, yeah, then, then the okay. police, are, the police are looking at him like, "Oh, so you're trained to be a police officer, but now yeah, you're he was, defending he was criminals, gonna be, essentially." Yeah. yeah he was going to be one of them, wasn't he? That was it. He was supposed that's to be it. one of them, but he's like yeah, always. Okay, yeah. To them, he's yeah. all, he's a villain, isn't he? To the police, he's a bit of a villain, and that's why they're because like, he's, he may or may not be in different instances helping out criminals by defending them oh, so okay. it's like I that's a fun that. i like that as well yeah that's good okay. yeah it's, it's very it's like it's the it's the his first appearance with gordon when he becomes mayor okay he touches on it then and it's not until later when he's in the hospital bed and he's like what was it you and the other guys yeah. at, at the law school or whatever it is yeah. used to call me but um yeah and he snaps he snaps I, them when he says it doesn't he which is good yeah. as well. I, I thought it was great but no i agree he's I, I like how he's introduced and I feel like it's a, I enjoy the fact Two Faces is, is what he is in that film. And I don't, um, that there was no other way they could have put him in and made him more of an asset to the film than what they did. But it would have been nice to see more of him, like as like a crime lord. But his, his arc kind of does everything it needs to do. So it's, it's I think if he would, if he lingered, if he didn't die in that, it, the plot's pointless yeah and if like if he was anything more than what he was it was like it, it would detract from what you're getting from the joke because he's basically a pawn in the film yeah so i enjoy how it goes well he's he's the but, thing he makes them because he was everything to do with the promos for the film with uh voting for harvey mm-hmm. he is a small part of the film isn't he? he's actually 
to get from the beginning to the end, he actually links the film quite nicely. But that's the shame in not only the actor yeah. and the way he portrays it, but we don't get more of it. But I mean, in in a in a MCU world of it, then he would have been an end credit scene, wouldn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he would have got he would exactly. have got burnt. He would have been an end credits, and he would have been the villain in the next Batman film or part of that yeah. thing as well. Yeah, but yeah. here, he, for him, he was a um, like um, means to the ends. He was just uh, yeah, like they had to. This had to happen, like you said, Harry. He had to die. The whole embodies the line, sense. doesn't it? Because he's like, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So it's oh, like, fuck me, some good his, quotes his, in this film, aren't there? Yeah, it's got some some really good quotes. But his his character, as much as I think I'd love to see more of Two Face, is the perfect like arc. It's it, that's as good as they could have possibly done for what he was supposed to do in that film. Like, because yeah. the intention would never have been to have him carry on into another film because of what he's supposed to do. The only way to have done it would have been to have have put him in a film before but then it doesn't really work as part of joker's plot so that i think that's as good as we were ever going to get for for what they did with it i loved it i thought it was great two-face was yeah. awesome in that yeah i just i think it is again it was long halloween ruined it um <laughs> in that like i always felt like he was just unsure in that i was like i just wanted more but like it's perfectly fine as what it is and then reading long sure. halloween i was like He's such an interesting character that he just, there's just too much that he could have done. And it it just feels like it's very kind of like circumstantial. This has to happen. Like we have to Mm -hmm. do it here. It has to do this, has to do this. Rather than like naturally he kind of gets there. Um, And yeah, part of me just wishes like, that he didn't get burnt in this film, that he was just Harvey Dent. Um, and the, the, the next one is, you know, about in, in terms of like Harvey Dent being the villain and him becoming Two-Face, that they give him that storyline and they give him the room to just be Two-Face. Um, but yeah, visually, I think he's cool. I just, I just wish that he wasn't Two-Face in it. I wish they kind of like had just kept that separate. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like I, I can see. I mean, I haven't, I haven't reread the Long Halloween in a while, but I, I feel like if I read that close to watching this, I probably would feel a bit similar uh, thinking about it now. But I did. I just, I do like what they did anyway. I mean, I love the film. Like I've said a million times now, but I just, yeah, I think it worked for what they were doing for this. Mm, um, agreed. With the uh, with the score then by Hans Zimmer and someone else, isn't it? It's not just Zimmer, is it? It's, um, oh, we said this for Batman Begins, but like, wasn't it two people? It was, I'm sure. Um, Whoever the other person was. Junkie XL again. No, it's, it's Jonathan. Um, what's his name? <laughs> what was his name? James Newton. James Newton. Yes. James Newton Howard. Yeah. But it's a very good score. Booming, a booming score. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, uh, I was gonna actually write down the joke of it as well, like you said, Harry, where it's like, uh, like tonally shifts up when, yeah. uh, when he does. I don't know what. I don't know music well enough to tell you what note it is, but it just has that one like note that does. Does it increase in pitch? Don't know, but it increases in something in such a way that all the scenes just it's got like a has you on the edge of your seat, doesn't it? Instantly, and as it yeah. as it picks up, the scenes sort of getting more intense and shit is kicking it off and yeah you don't know you're almost waiting for them and it does doesn't it actually sorry because when 
because uh, you, you, you wait for it to that like boom, boom like the it's when he's uh, been killed as it were and they take him in to hand him over it has the same theme when they're like um they've they say they're obviously handing him as if they've captured him dead and that's that music starts playing so you know shit's about to hit the fan the moment it does and then it's like he's dead it's five million and then the music hits the pitch and goes boom and then he sits up and he's like how about alive and you're like oh it's so the music like the music i don't know which way fucking round they did it but the, I'm guessing they did the music. They added the music after, but it, they've done. Who? Um, Nisa Junkie XL. What's his name? <laughs> Hans, Hans Zimmer and, and James Newton Howard. Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard curated it perfectly hmm. for all the scenes, all all of them. A lot of it is great, yeah. and uh, like the, they they peak exactly when you need them to, and it's it's done. It's weird because like a lot of things when you listen to them, like with any sort of score like jaws or where it where it builds you know shit's going down but it always still seems to hit land and get you like even though you're kind of prepared for it because you know it's coming it does the same thing with the joker scenes you just hear that that pitch so you know something's up you're like he's obviously not dead or you know this scene's going to go south because it's got this theme this thing going but it when it reaches it it's still like twice as it's twice as impactful where whereas like you'd probably expect it to be half as impactful because you know it's coming but if that makes any sense yeah yeah, yeah it's so good all the score for it i, I think it. it's i think it's like it is the precursor to what nolan starts to do with his next films in that like when you get to dunkirk the the sort of like tension thing is literally like a ticking clock and that's yeah, the like opening of that, yeah. into the score is that like there is a clock that is constantly going and then it like peaks and then the clock then it comes back and you sort of know when to expect there's going to be like a big thing that it's it's like a score that is created as a countdown um mm-hmm. that's a good I, way to describe it I yeah like I, I think that's the what i think this is like the starting point for nolan because if you listen to the scores of like inception and interstellar and can Dunkirk. They get fucking and, louder and louder. They do get louder and louder, but they've all got that <laughs> kind, of kind of like thing where it's the. It's like too loud, Lieutenant. We said that, didn't we? She's mental. That wasn't even. I watched. Cinema, I didn't even it? watch it in the cinema. I watched that at home, and it was so fucking loud, and it yeah. was it was annoying because I have to keep like adjusting the volume to be like yeah. fucking. Hell, I'm gonna wake everyone on my street, yeah, and then was and it was like I can't hear what they're saying, so I turn it back up, and so it's like Robert Pattinson's now at like speaking level, and then the next big scene would fucking hit, and I'd like my, my clothes would tear off, and I was like glued to the wall, like some fairground ride. It was awful, but that wasn't I've gone out. It was a great film, but Zimmer, sounds... which is a mad thing. Like it's not no for ten. You like ten? Um, you said it was a great. You say it was a great film. Yeah. I enjoyed ten. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but boom <laughs> but you didn't like spider-man one this is the world i'm living in <laughs> no i said i like spider-man one <laughs> there's a lot i don't like about it but spider-man one's fine yeah i'm okay well, with I it thought yeah, Tenet was an absolute shit show interesting yeah, <laughs> we'll come back hold on then. <laughs> who scored who scored tenet uh ludwig i can't remember his name garen garenson the guy who did well i think what he tried to do what interesting because he was great in Mandalorian but with Tenet, sure. I think he's tried to be Christopher he's, Nolan he's tried to like, laid it on thick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like hmm how can I make yeah. this louder yeah, yeah oh, he, wow. he did, okay 
He did Mandalorian, and he. I, I just assumed that was straight, not Nolan. I just assumed that was straight up Zimmer from right. from the art. He wow. did not also, get given a coat for Christmas. Yeah, Black, <laughs> yeah. Panther. Black Panther, really? <laughs> yeah. And Falcon and so I, Soldier. Ooh, interesting. Entirely forget. Well, he has a he has a he has a good little uh, CV. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. The Welcome. curriculum vitae. Yeah, that's, good. that's what I was about to say. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we should wrap up there. But I did have one thing. I had a dream about Jared Leto. It sounds yeah. uh, it sounds oh, sexier okay. than it is. I'm interested. <laughs> I had a dream. It was about Joker because you guys were talking about him earlier. And I had a dream. You know the White Knight comic, the one where mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you read it, Harry, but the one where Joker is. Uh, uh, he's more uh, like human than Joker. He's his, his, yeah, his yeah. alter ego or his real form than Ape of Hitler. And I had a dream mm-hmm. that it was Ben Affleck Batman was the Batman in that comic and Jared Leto was the Joker. But Joker, he was more Jared Leto than Joker mm-hmm. and he switched in between. And uh, it was like, came out as a film and it was just a solo Batman film, but it was it was basically called White Knight. And it was basically I buy it and, as well. I think like, yeah. the Batman in White Knight is a bit of a dick. Yeah, he's a bit of a dick. So the banner, yeah. and he's yeah. a bit bulky. So he's a bit banner mm-hmm. like. And then yeah. the Jared Leto one, you could see like the transformation, like where he's switching in between uh, insane and uh, not insane. Like he's got a really long pistol. And anyway, in my, mm-hmm. I mem- in my, in my dream, we talked about it in like a podcast form or in person. It was like he fucking nailed it, didn't he? Like Jared Leto nailed this uh, <laughs> human role of Joker and the Joker version. So I'm just putting it out there in the world. Probably won't ever happen, but if they, sure. uh, what they if we do go a- that route? We do a fake podcast like it has happened. Yes. And maybe you will gain traction and people will be like, oh, God, I really want to see everyone like gets it. Like, I want to see what, where the fuck are they seeing this film? And it's like, it doesn't exist. We're talking about a white night film. It starts exactly. It starts a big like movement, Twitter hashtags. I think it would work because the comic's popular and obviously the title, like the white night would work and it's it's strong Sean Gordon Murphy's already built a world like he's already got like his own Mr. Freeze and his own Harley Quinn and stuff it's uh I think uh, I think we should just push it out there into the world but it was really good I mean it didn't the film is not real obviously but in my dream (laughs) did you wake up really upset when you when you woke up like I just it was only it only, only came back to my brain um the other day when I was talking to someone about Harley Quinn and I was talking about the new the spin-off to the White Knight, the Harley Quinn one. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh yeah, I had a dream about this. And like there was a White Knight film and it was fantastic. And me, Nick, and Harry mm. were talking about it. And uh, it was like it was the best of everything because we all wanted like to see Jared Leto Joker again, but we all we all wanted more Batman in the warehouse from Affleck. Mm-hmm. And it, it mm-hmm. had everything. Yeah, because the opening scene is Batman chasing Joker in a warehouse. Which, mm-hmm. uh, Joker's, perfect. Like, like shoving pills down his mouth. So Anyway, so uh, join us for our White Knight podcast in yeah. twenty twenty. <laughs> did you did you wake up from that dream like you'd come out of the Matrix? I was just like, oh fuck me, that was great. Like, uh, <laughs> what pill did I have? That's uh, <laughs> everything. But it would be good. I just, I mean, it's going to get made into a film eventually, isn't it? Because eventually there'll be like another all, five all or ten Batman films. Will get used. Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. We got to delve into the White Knight. That was popular. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that could happen. Right. Anything else we need to cover about the Dark Knight, guys? Everyone happy? All good. I think so. Alrighty then. So that's the end of our in-depth episode for the Dark Knights. Um, you can find more about the Consistently OK podcast in several different areas of uh, the world. Um, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at ConsistentlyPod, and on YouTube by simply searching for Consistently OK Podcast. 
We stream on all podcast services and each episode comes out on Wednesdays. If you're an Apple Podcast subscriber, you can subscribe for extra content. That is uh, that is this episode done and dusted. Thank you very much, Mr. Harry Hughes, for joining us again. Thank you very much, Mr. Luke Barnes and Mr. Nick Good for ha- having me again. Very kind. It's an honour. We'll have you again soon. So our next episode is going to be just our pop culture episode where we're going to talk about Master of the Universe Revelation. Yes. Hawkeye. Yeah. Probably some other things as well, I guess. There's probably loads of stuff happening Eternals. in the next two weeks. Eternals. Oh. Yeah. Have you pre-planned your trivia for the episode? Tri- we'll get some Harry trivia in there, yeah, definitely. And I saw Shang-Chi. So <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Good. It's all... Uh, it's all How many uh, stars would off. you rate Shang-Chi? Oh, I mean, I can say As it now. Possible five. Oh. No, we do 10. We do 10, 10 consistent OK oh, stars. Oh, I don't know. I can't oh, remember. We didn't, we didn't do Dark Knight. We didn't do Dark Knight. Okay. Well, Dark, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I'll give Are we rating it? 10. 9 out of 10. Oh, it's huge. Mm. Nick? 7. Or, um, or um, 7. seven. Yeah. This is really weird because I was going to say 8. Oh. 7, eight, nine. seven I mean, eight, nine. Yeah. I was going to say is I'm that... no mathematician, but that is in numerical Good. order. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would give Shang Chi. I would give Shang Chi probably a seven. Maybe, maybe. I think that was a six point five, wasn't it? Really? I actually think it's more of a oh. seven point five because I oh. actually we will talk about it on the next podcast. So, but actually, what I liked about because I saw Eternals and then I saw Shang Chi. Okay, so, so we're, we're going to talk about this, but it went from like, huh? Yeah, to like. Ah, that's a bit. That's a bit better. That's a bit more yeah. Marvel. And what I liked about Shang Chi was like straight into the action, and they did it. Like it was, it was a bit more. Uh, I can't talk about it too much because I've got a lot to say about it on the next podcast. Just, by yeah, I feel like was, I've, I've started you off here. Now. It was good. Stop. Uh, the only thing stop. that let Luke, me down a little stop. bit was uh, stop. Yeah. Stop. Did, just <laughs> a, a simple yes or no. Did you after seeing it? Did you agree with my review that it's the most Disney Marvel film? No, Nick. It is. It, it is. is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah, definitely yeah. is. There's like barely any MCU. It's all like could be a spin-off of like some Disney animated series. Yeah, Dra- dragons. Dra- yeah. Well, actually, you say, have you seen the Have you seen the um the Disney Ray of the Last Dragon? Whatever. It's yes, called. amazing. Loved it. So good. That's fantastic. But that dragon but is, is basically, basically Shang- dragon no. Shang Chi. Yeah. I agree. I haven't seen it, but I want to see it desperately. It's cracking, but okay. it literally is. And it doesn't help that Aquafina's in both. Yes. And, and that sort of, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is basically well, The Last Dragon too. Yeah. Hmm. Already happened. Cool. We should do, Gosh. I was thinking, well, I mean, well, everyone might as well hear, but we should do a podcast on uh, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yes. As a oh. bonus. Better. As a bonus episode. Yes. Let us know if you want us to do that, and we will we will talk, we'll talk to Harry's it. Harry's agent. It's fun mm-hmm. story though. <laughs> That's probably the only film that all three of us have seen together as well. We did. We did yeah. go to the cinema, the local Stavanger Norway Cinemaplex. Yeah. So if you want to hear the, if you want to hear the story about that, tell us, and, and we'll we'll pop you'll, you'll mm. tell that tale. It gets pretty. It's pretty steamy uh, when oh, the credits roll. <laughs> 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 That was a good film, wasn't it? Anyway, right. Cool. We'll talk about Joker and Shang-Chi another time. 
and Eternals. <laughs> I did like. I did, I did, what has happened? I didn't mind Eternals, by the way. But we'll talk about it later. Anyway, right. Thanks everyone for listening. Ari, thanks. Nick, thanks. We've completely spiraled at the end. Here. <laughs> Done. Normally this, so far. So, normally this is so uh, like organised, and then Harry steps in and says, "What did you think of Shang Chi?" <laughs> how many yeah. how many stars would you give it? First of all, like, how many stars would you give out of five? Like an absolute lunatic. It's <laughs> ten here. Uh, I came in with a match, and everything was covered in gasoline. Okay, you just like... fucking jumping down <laughs> the pile of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, guys and world, take care, and yeah, we'll see care. you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.